Hello, and thanks for joining Wicker Park Lutheran Church Sermons. Wicker Park Lutheran Church is a diverse ELCA Lutheran congregation in the Wicker Park neighborhood of Chicago. We gather at 10 a.m. to fully live into our incarnational faith as we experience God's presence in the gathered assembly, and we welcome you to join us. In just a moment, you'll first hear with a gospel reading from the associated sermon for the service that you're about to listen to. We hope that that gospel gives you some context before you jump right into the sermon. Thanks for checking us out, and we hope to see you soon. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak. And taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile, persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise you, Lord Christ. Well, today is one of the heavier liturgical days of the year. Not, Not quite as heavy as Ash Wednesday or Good Friday, but it does often kind of raise a variety of emotions in those here in this space. You see, today we will name aloud those who have died. No longer their memory only in our heads and hearts during worship, but in fact we are conjuring up their image, their gift, and their presence among us this service. And while preaching on this day is often a tender time, I find today to be harder than the last nine, nine years? Nine years that I've been here doing this. You see, this last week as we were filing the names of your beloved family members and friends and ancestors of faith so that we could honor them in just a few moments, I became speechless. You see, in past years we received somewhere between 15 and 30 names to honor on this day. But this year, this year we have 70 names. 70 names. And so I know that in this faith community today, we're holding loss in an overwhelming quantity. And some of you after church might say, well, maybe Pastor Jason, you should just say, We're honoring 70 people today, and we can move on to brunch. And I get that feeling, right? 70 names is a lot of names to say. And and I think it's it's far too easy, though, to, to glaze over when we just see or hear numbers. 
After all, I don't think our brains can really comprehend the devastation of these lives that were lost. I mean, even when we just hear 18 have died in a mass shooting in Maine, or, or even larger numbers, like when we have 157 who died in the Nepal earthquake, or over 10,600 people who died in the Israel-Hamas war. I mean, how do we even begin to fathom that loss that we just hear in a number? How do we acknowledge not, not only the life that has ended, but the lives that have been changed and the impact on the community in that time and space, but also as that ripples out in the days, months, and years ahead. And so that's why one Sunday a year, we slowly name the beloved ones whom we mourn. We remember that each name and each toll of the bell is more than just a number. You see, each name, as I was reading over them, and as we will do in just a moment, I know that each name was a person dear to you. A person who loved you and was loved by you. A person who cared for you and was cared for by you. A person who might have been your sibling, your friend, your parent, your grandparent, your lover, your spouse, a person who shaped you, formed you, and taught you. We also remember that today is, is more than just about the people who have died. Far too often in times of death, the fullness of loss and grief is exposed we begin to grieve the, the losses that don't even seem quite connected with the person directly. We grieve the changes in our own physical and mental state. And oftentimes our own brains are hijacked with thoughts about our own mortality or the mortality of the person or person closest to us or even the loss of a significant relationship or simply the loss of what could have been. You see, today, it's more than just a number. And it's more than just a name. It's a reflection of God's presence in your life. And on this day where we are gathering together to remember those who have died, seems a little bit odd that our lectionary text came from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. After all, this text isn't about death, nor is it popular funeral reading. I've never had anyone choose this one. I'm thinking that it's probably likely that they chose this one because of verse 4, which reads, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You see, in these Beatitudes that we read this morning, we come across nine different declarations of blessedness. And as Warner, as Warner Carter reminds us, it's not describing nine different types of good people who are going to heaven. Rather, like everything else in Matthew's Gospel, 
These blessedness statements are oriented to life together in community, life of discipleship. It's not about individual ethics. Or to put it in my, my simple brain terms, mourning is not just about personal grief. Rather, it's lamenting of the current state of the world, of how far we've departed from God's vision. You see, we are not holding up that pain and suffering and loss are good things. They are not. Rather, what we see is that Jesus is saying that those who mourn the way that the world currently works, those who see that God's intention for all of creation is more than we experience now, and that those who yearn for a time where God's love and justice and peace are fully realized, this time where death no longer robs us, where loss no longer pulls us away, from who we once were. You see, there is a time where we will be vindicated and those things will no longer be true. If you look at those blessedness statements, these aren't, let's hope that it, no, this will happen with absolute certainty. The time will come. The time will be when all is well and good and that is a sure thing. Jesus is reminding us that this is what is in store in the future. And I think that's when I take a step back and I think about that context. It actually makes sense that they chose this reading for today because saints are not just people who did extraordinary things like St. Francis or like Mary Magdalene, right? It's not just people who start monastic orders or those who are the f sharing with the first apostles of Jesus's resurrection. Rather, saints. Saints are all of the baptized. Those past, those present, and even those in the future. You see, it's a moment today where we give thanks for the way that God has and is and will work through humanity to bring about God's vision. And that is exactly why, in just a few moments, we name those 70 individuals shaped up. And we will also name the individuals who were baptized over this last year. You see, those baptized individuals, they are saints among us right now. These saints are helping to shape the future of this church. These saints, these baptized ones, they are the ones who will continue to lead us in the years ahead to see God's vision of love and justice and peace. You see, what was made known in Matthew's text today is that we are a part of a community. We are not alone in bringing about God's vision where tears and pain and loss and struggle become absent from our vernacular. And that's why we've created this shared altar here together. That's why I invite you to come forward and put a candle, put a memento. For each time we gather at this table, we gather not only with those in the room, but we gather with all of God's saints of all times and of all places, 
the past and the present here and way into the future. And so too, that's why we will pour water in that font. Because you see, as we fill that font with water, we are being reminded that we are part of something that spans generations and centuries and millennia. For every time that we gather at this table and at this font, we are gathering with all of the saints. And you know what? maybe hard to grasp. If you're like me, standing at the table, at the font, imagining and knowing, more than imagination, it's knowing that all of past and future are with us. That's hard to comprehend. It is a mystery as we gather here in a specific time and place that those dead, those living, and those to come are with us that these individuals are a part of the lineage that we are a part of, that are striving for God's vision of love and justice and peace, that we know that it is just around the corner, that love and justice and peace are just around the corner, that we are not alone, that God is working through us to bring eternal life. This is a sure thing. This most certainly will be. It is just around the corner. With that said, knowing that it is just around the corner, we now gather to name these beloved saints. And let us remember that every person, whether named aloud today or held in our hearts, those known and those unknown, those who are our friends and those whom we really struggle to love, especially at work, each and every one of them are God's beloved. So may we leave here today knowing that all creatures, all people, are God's beloved. May we begin to see ourselves turning the corner with love and justice and peace. May we remember, perhaps most importantly, that our God is a God who persists across generations. Our God loves us, works through us, and liberates us. For what is to come is just around the corner. Amen.